Good morning. How you doing? How you feeling? My name's Tony. This is Grumpy Bear. And we are the morning show here on the Labor Network. TLN.1. Or you can find us on our other websites. Uh, same thing. I'll take you to the same place. So we're the Labor Network. But if you can't remember that. You can always get to us at www.labor.money. Uh, we are here for working people who labor and they need to get that money. So we love having you here with us today. Uh, my name is Tony and here um, we are live in Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia, capital of the Confederacy and they are proud of it. <laughs> Uh, we are here to connect with workers, working people. Working people do the jobs that, you know, fancy white girls named Jennifer and their boyfriends named Brad. They won't do that kind of work, right? They're not checking people in and out of the hotel. They're not cleaning the hotel room. They're not dropping off your Amazon packages or picking up the trash or maintaining the cleanliness of the city, or all of the other wonderful things that working people do. Uh, and we are here for you. I was a working person for many years in hotels, and after 15 years, I was fired by Shameen Hotels here in Richmond, Virginia, for organizing hotel workers to have a better life. So, <laughs> um, We're here to we're here to talk to them. Give me one moment here. It's sending out my little reminders to the five subscribers we have that the show is live. <laughs> it's a good habit to get into if you're me. All right. Well, before we get cranking into the real stories that we love, stories about how. You can be getting the money you deserve, the benefits you deserve, the working conditions you deserve. Uh, we all always do start with some phony news around Richmond. Uh, we love Richmond, but, you know, we don't think there's any place good or honest to get the news in Richmond. Case in point, we always go to Richmond.com. Big source of junk. Uh, and I do this every morning to make fun of Richmond.com because people pay for this newspaper. Although a little bit different, you'll notice <laughs> I've now paid for a subscription because, you know, truly, uh, there are articles in here like the one we saw yesterday about DPW or DPU um, that I want to talk about. So, oh my gosh, Animal House. All right, we got to look at this. Animal House, funniest movie of all time. Um... Yeah, it's talking here about Liberty University. Very little resemblance to Faber College. Faber College, of course, is uh, modeled off of Dartmouth College. Yep, you, you thought you knew, but now you really know. Uh, so Faber College is Dartmouth College. And Liberty University is no Dartmouth College. Uh, Liberty's mission, training champions for Christ. Uh, Faber College, their motto, I know this for a fact, it is knowledge is good. I have watched Animal House no less than a hundred times. Uh, so I, I think we definitely had to click on the Animal House article. Um, 
sexual harassment, extramarital alcoholism. Oh my heavens! At a college, no. Fall well, da 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 da. Unlike it's under. <laughs> These are funny articles to read. Um, you keep hearing about this Liberty University. Obviously, it's a phony baloney school. Don't don't waste your time going there. My goodness. Um, I guarantee you nobody, I was going to call it Faber College, I guarantee you nobody at the school uh, has actually ever read the words of Jesus and understands what he's talking about. Um, I do, so you can come to me for that. Uh, but yeah, garbage, as usual, from Richmond.com. Still getting ads, even though I paid my $1. My $1 for my six months, and it's still junk news. My goodness. Football, 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 football. Uh, basketball, apple cider. Nope, not real news, friends. So if you wonder why you're like, I watch the news, I read the news, my life is still kind of junk. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because this is junk. Um, and now I'm a paying customer of the junk. Um, thought about using the E version too, just to kind of get a chuckle, but, uh, it's junk too. Um, slightly better though. Slightly better, right? Aw. 82 years old, still student debt, shouldn't be paying student debt. Don't pay your student loans. I don't know what to tell you. Don't do it. <laughs> they'll take forever to catch up to you, and even then, the worst they'll do is garnish you. That'll take forever in a day. Don't do it. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. But some wonderful fake news over there. Richmond.com, home of phony baloney news in the city of Richmond. All right. Well, we've gone through some fake news. Um, before we hop over to some real news, let's take a moment to vibrate, have some good vibrations. This is something I picked up in Richmond. It's called, I forget the name of the place that I picked it up. But this is what they call the Prophecy Stone. So I loved that. It felt very good for me, even though it's black and I don't tend to like black things. Uh, I like this Prophecy Stone. So we're going to hope that, you know, we're going to ask God or the Lord or the universe, whatever, however you get in touch with a higher power. <laughs> To give us good vibrations today, um, whatever that means for you, right? Hopefully, if you're a working person here in Richmond, it means you're going to vibrate a life of health and wealth. You're going to do that by getting organized, right? You're going to form a union. You're going to stand up to the bosses and the owners to demand the wages, benefits, and working conditions you deserve. So good vibrations, right? We always got to vibrate uh, before we do anything else. All right. Uh, with that, with that, we we perused Richmond.com. Um, <laughs> now it's time to get to maybe some news or articles. You know, we're not the news here. Uh, as we always have to remind you, we are not the news here at the Labor Network. We are, you know, we read some things that people would describe as news. Uh, we offer commentary on it. Um but we, are, we ourselves are not the news. Um, Grumpy and I, you know, neither one of us have a journalism degree. Neither one of us have any degree. 
Uh, so, you know, we're just here to kind of share our, our printers and our work, Grumpy. True story, Tone. Thanks, Grumpy. Uh, alrighty. <laughs> well, you can't really see Grumpy anymore. That's a shame. Yeah. There we go. Now we can see Grumpy again. We love you, Grumpy. And our Canal Street Cheer Bear. Canal Street Cheer Bear procured. Uh, in Ocean City, Maryland, by my friends from the Red Derby. They won this for me um, on my birthday in Ocean City on the boardwalk. So that was awesome. And this Crooked Sailor Moon poster. Sailor Moon. One of, uh, well, I'm Sailor Moon, as you can see from my tattoos, right? Whoop. But, uh, Sailor Mars, one of my best friends, she gave me this poster. Uh, you know Sailor Mars. Sailor Mars is kind of a union buster. She's a labor consultant or something like that. Uh, Bob Funk says there's a you know half million of them or whatever rolling around. Uh, I don't know if it's that bad, but um, you know Sailor Mars, one of my best friends, love her to death. Love you, Sailor Mars. Uh, we're gonna angle this. There you go. That way you can see Barbie up here. Yeah. All right. Very good. Alrighty. Now, give me just a moment. I'm going to sip uh, a little sip of coffee here. We're going to move over to our first article. And then we're going to do a little special update as well. So give me just a moment to get that set up for you. Alrighty, and we are back here with an article from our friends at the Teamsters, because we always tell you, you need a union like you need a job, right? So we know that uh, there's lots of different cars out there. Everybody needs a car to get to work, right? So right now, if you're going to work and you're not in a union, you're not in a labor union, uh, that's like going to work with, you know... No vehicle. You're walking to work. Bad idea. Don't walk to work. Uh, you can do better than that, right? If you don't want to walk to work, well, you need a car. Maybe you need a truck. Maybe you need a minivan. Maybe you need an SUV. Lots of different vehicles to get you to where you need to go. Lots of different unions to get you where you need to go, right? Uh, we talk about all kinds of unions on this show. Many different unions. One of our personally favorite ones, uh, because I've connected with more of them than, than most, but um, I think they all bring me to the table, is the Teamsters. So we're going to share this right now from the Teamsters. So give me just a minute to flip back over there. So this is Teamster.org. This is K&M Tire Workers. Join Teamsters Local 330. Uh, this is published... 
Does it have a date? Yes, 10-3, so a few days ago. Illinois drivers, warehouse workers overcome bitter anti-union campaign. This is uh, coming to us from DeKalb, Illinois. And again, um, I use this you know, article as an example. I think uh, I think this is representative of every article, well, not every, but most of the articles that we see here, especially the ones from the Teamsters. Uh, my favorite part is that it's a group of 40 drivers and warehouse workers, right? Uh, I love that. One of the things I always say, and I think that it's very important to me, is to remember uh, that, you know, these these unions, you don't have to be a big work site to join them, all right? So the Teamsters coming in swinging, coming in hot, heavy, and hard, uh, they don't, you know, they don't need you to be a 100-person company. They don't need you to be a 1,000 people. Uh, do they support well over a million members? They do. But they do that through these smaller locals that you could easily be a part of. So I love these stories about smaller groups that join a local and they get the wages, benefits, and working conditions that they deserve. But again, normal looking people, these look like the kind of guys that would have, uh, you know, these look like the maintenance guys I would have had in my hotels, you know? Um, nothing crazy there. And they really could use organizing, you know, to, to have a better life, right? <laughs> so a quote here from Eric Blackwood, a KM driver. Uh, I am excited to work under a contract with wages and benefits that allows me to live well and build a stable future, right? Uh, I love that. But I also think this quote is important here as well uh, from Raul Alfaro, Teamster Central Region Organizing Coordinator, right? Uh, Raul says, K&M's anti-union taxes are just the latest example of employers cracking down on workers fighting for a seat at the negotiating table so you know i also say this to you all every day maybe you'll listen maybe you won't i don't know um <laughs> the owners and the managers and the bosses are the same no matter where you go the story is five thousand years old whether it's the management at KM or whether it's the pharaoh and moses right there's people with the power the money the clout they are never ever ever going to voluntarily turn it over that isn't going to happen you'll never see it happen the only way to stand up, even if there's just 40 of you, you know, even if there's just 20 of you, 15 of you, doesn't matter. You have the same right to stand up, get a union contract. Hopefully you lean on somebody like the Teamsters to help you with that. Uh, I can tell you from my personal story that most of you know, um, I tried to organize hotel workers on my own without a major union. I got, you know, I... I got further than most, but it is hard. So my uh, personal opinion, having done this process before, is that you definitely want somebody like the Teamsters to come in with you when you get organized to help get you the best possible contract and to really stick it to your owners and bosses. So I love this story. Again, uh, coming to you from Teamsters, a local 330 in DeKalb, Illinois. A great article. So that's going to help us segue
into sort of a special report. So I wanted to make sure that <laughs> people, you know, I, I always say that we want to have Richmond stories first, right? And that's why you can give us a call on the ticker down below. Um, so anyway, I'm so sorry. I, I, you know, give us a call, give us a ring. We had somebody the other day, uh, a friend, give us the ring, share a story with us from richmond.com. And I want to talk about it again. So hold tight. <laughs> Alrighty, and we're back here. And again, um, I showed you a little clip of this yesterday. This was an article from Richmond Times Dispatch about DPU, Department of Public Utilities. But here's what you need to know: DPU treats the workers like shit. They need to be taken down. They need to have the workers get organized against them. And we're in the process of that. So Richmond City workers fighting back against DPU. We know. We know. And again, we're not going to say their names, but we know two workers have been targeted, fired, retaliated against, lost their jobs because they were standing up for organizing and talking about joining a union at the work site. Now, that is 100% illegal. It's banned. It's bullshit. The National Labor Relations Act says that is not okay. But we know that the city, employ uh, the city workers and managers, they don't give a shit. They're not concerned about that. They went after these workers, targeted them for being pro-union, talking about unionizing and organizing at the work site. That's bullshit. It's illegal. Guess what happened? Teamsters Local 322, Teamsters 322 stepping in saying, fuck that, fuck the city. We're going to stand up for these workers. So this is what you need to know. Teamsters 322, I've got them over here uh, in the corner. They stood up for these workers. They got them their jobs back. One, I will tell you, was a little bit ago. Uh, one was relatively recent. So very important to know if you're a Richmond City worker, if you're a DPU or one of the other departments in the city and it's your time to vote, you know, I'm telling you, the Teamsters stick up for people. Teamsters stick up for you. They're going to fight for you. They're going to help you get your job back. I've already seen it happen. Uh, I think we're going to have some folks come on anonymously and share that story. We're hoping to get them soon. But it's very important that people know if you're working in Richmond City, Teamsters, especially Teamsters, uh, 322 fighting for you. So if you want to come on and talk about that, just a reminder that we can help set that up for you. We can have you um, as anonymous as you would like. So just a reminder, if you want to call into me, we can record you um, and then have you come in, you know, have your video play. It would look something like this. Helen Encyclopedia with the stories, the horror stories that I've heard of bosses acting out of lying here in Richmond City and mistreating their workers. So that's what it looks like um, after, 
you connect with me. But just to show you what it's like when you start, um, it can look like this. I could fill an encyclopedia with the stories, the horror stories that I've heard uh, of bosses. Um, Do we turn you from that? that comes to mind that's still always fresh as a worker who had dedicated two decades into that. So very easy for me to do. Um, I'd be happy to help you with that. Again, give us a ring, 804-446-0469, or shoot us a text. If you want to send us a video, uh, send us a text, that works too, or send us an email, info at tln.one. We'd love to share your story. You're a Richmond City worker. All right. Thank you for that little blurb. And we're very excited to keep talking with city workers about their effort to organize, unionize. We really do hope that they that they become Teamsters. I don't know why they wouldn't vote uh, to be in a union, especially one like Teamsters taking care of them. I don't understand. So we hope uh, that they that they make that choice. We really do. With that in mind, uh, I think we're going to flip over. to some word of the day, a little chachi, a little reading, maybe a couple more articles, and then we uh, will do little Caesar, and then we're going to probably bail out of here because I've got to get up to D.C. later today and also no show tomorrow morning, most likely. Maybe yes. I don't know. We'll see. So with that in mind, um, let me get over to our word of the day. We always do a word of the day here at the morning show on the Labor Network. Aficionado. Love these words of the day. Aficionado is a synonym of synonym of devotee and refers to someone who both likes and knows a lot about a given interest or subject. Uh, so you might say that I'm an aficionado uh, when it comes to cheese or shoes or, I don't know, wine. Um... Maybe the folks at the Teamsters, they're aficionados when it comes to labor and organizing, right? So, aficionado, a great word from our Merriam-Webster word of the day. And if you can hear the horn honking outside my door, I'm sorry about that. Hmm. Uh, a little tchotchke, we always have to show up a little tchotchke from my shelf. The, this is my Chamin Hotels. Sunglasses and shades. I like this look. I like this look. That way you don't see my eyes gooping around, but you see the reflection of that ring light. So I don't think I like that. But I do like that you don't see my eyes balancing around. But I got these when I was an executive team member with them before they fired me for organizing hotel workers. So that's a true story. Really, really did do that. All right. Why don't we flip over to Instagram? One of the things you know is that I have recently discovered that Instagram, <laughs> better source of news articles from some of these major orgs uh, than maybe what they're sharing on their sites or news letters, right? All right. Um, so this... Hold tight. 
few here and I do know how to share them now. So I think I'm sharing them now on the links of the show. So bully for me. Starting here, we've got, um, oh, this is from Daily Penn. So the Daily Pennsylvanian, uh, we talk about Penn every day because, you know, my former boss, Shamin, went to Penn twice, graduated at the top of his class. Um, Penn, Penn has a huge endowment. We looked at their endowment the other day, right? So Penn's endowment is about 21 billion with a B dollars. Uh, that's their piggy bank, essentially, if you have to think about it in a way, it's the piggy bank. So Penn can afford to pay whatever the fuck they, these workers feel that they deserve, right? Uh, all right. But great story here. 300 rally goers for the graduate student worker push to get unionized uh, with UAW. So we love that. Um, I, I, you know, I, they went to sign, they went to give a letter uh, with 500 signatures to President Liz McGill and the provost. Again, if you don't know what a provost is, the provost is like the vice president of a college, sort of the chief operating officer of a college, uh, runs the day to day shit. Um, so very, very disappointing, you know, according to Vincente, a former member of local 644 union, um, they were too cowardly to come out themselves. Uh, what a shame. Uh, tired of these Ivy League presidents who hate unions. Um, irritates me to no end, right? I'm trying to find, you know, of course you can't search anything on Instagram. Uh, Instagram is junk like that. But I wanted, there was a clip of Martha Pollack, the president of Cornell. Um, it's kind of a union buster. And I wish that I could find um, that post. So I'm trying to find that. But this is a true story, right? Um, these pen workers, you know, they're telling you what they want. And they deserve it. So you got to stand up for him. I love this video, too. Take a listen to this. One on the fourth grade level. Seventh grade English teacher here. Um, I teach in northern Houston, and I teach at one of the more affluent schools. Um, when I tell you that these babies cannot read, they cannot write, and they cannot comprehend, I'm not being funny. I'm being dead serious. It, it doesn't exist. I have kids constantly asking me, how do I spell window? How do I spell important? How do I spell though? And they be serious. They're dead serious. I could ask them, who is the main character of your story? The story of four paragraph story we just read. Can't tell you. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know. It took us four weeks, four weeks to get through how to answer a question in a complete sentence. Um, we talk about higher education all the time on the show, and that post scared the life out of me, right? Um, I can't believe that the kids are so ignorant, uh, terrifying, so... Um, finally found this video, so hold tight. We're going to share this now. 
um, terrifying. You know, we talk about this, that your kids need to get educated. I don't know what to tell you, terrifying. Absolutely. Also, did I hear you correctly? The police are on their way. Yes, they are. You've got a cafe in here. You're taking business away from so the problem is that we're taking the I don't know, but that's also part of it. You think well, that's why the complaint made it good there? I can't stack though. Okay, you didn't know that the complaint did come from Colonel Day. Specifically, yes, it had something to do with Grant. Uh, you saw at the very beginning of this clip because that's really what matters. Um, you saw Martha Pollock, President Cornell University. Um, Union busting. We got to move that up to the top. I'm glad I found that again. But true story, Martha is a union buster. Disgusting behavior from Martha Pollock. Uh, cannot believe, cannot believe that they let her. Look at this. Look at this. Absolutely not. And trying to blame Cornell Dining. Let's how dare you. I was a member of the Cornell Dining Committee for numerous years. I worked for Cornell Dining. Um, so just terrible to see Martha like that. And then again, just from culture strike, that just terrified me with the children. It's important that your children get educated. That's why we talk about organizing, but we also talk about elite education on this program every morning. Your children cannot afford to be this ridiculously dumb. I, I no, no, and no, it's got to change now quickly. So don't know what to tell you. <laughs> A few bits and bites from Instagram. Uh, we love that there. I'm going to go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, I got a little distracted. That Martha clip always bothers me. You know, Martha, she hates the Greeks too, and I'm very Greek. So, not a, not a fan of hers. All right, flipping back over to some more traditional news, right? More traditional uh, ideas here. Again, you need a union like you need a car. Which one's the right union for you, right? Maybe it might depend on who you are, what kind of work you're doing. This is from the People's Dispatch, peoplesdispatch.org. Good work, a good paper. Here, I just found them, and I really like their website. Very clean, a minimal ads. You know, they got to do what they got to do. The good, clean articles here. Uh, so this is talking about Kaiser Permanente workers going on strike. <laughs> I said to go on strike. 75,000 workers, right? You've probably heard about this. Um, I, I, you know, this is all kinds of health workers. Largest pot, largest strike, I think, ever of these health workers. Uh, and again... Safe staffing levels, cost of pay limiting increases, and a two-tier pay system. Same, similar things that you hear everywhere, right? Uh, <laughs> these workers deserve more. I mean, these are the folks that do the work, again, in medicine that the doctors are willing to do. Doctors work hard, true, but they get paid lots of money. You don't have any doctor friends. If you're a working person, uh, unless you're me... Uh, you don't have working friends. You don't know working people. I mean, I'm sorry, you don't know doctors. You don't know have doctor friends. I do. And I'm telling you, they make plenty of money. They work hard, but they make plenty of buku bucks. These folks, the farm techs, the nurse techs, you know, et cetera, um, they are not 
getting anywhere near that kind of money uh, that these doctors and, and then the healthcare system itself is making, you know, $3 billion in profits. Come on. That's bullshit baloney's banana cream pie crazy. Uh, no can do. These workers need to get what's theirs. True story. So also links over to SEIU, United Healthcare Workers West, right? Um, talking about, you know, where where they're going on, on strike. So <laughs> it's just crazy to think that a company could make $3 billion, $3 billion, and treat these folks have to get up at crazy hours, work crazy hours, you know, um, can't believe it. Can't believe that they have to threaten to go on strike or go on strike to get what they deserve. So we support them. We love them. You know, uh, most of my family is in emergency medicine. They're paramedics. And my sister's a nurse. I work at a pharmacy, so I get it. These folks work hard. They don't make nearly the money as the administrators or the doctors. So, you know, bullshit, right? Absolute baloney. <laughs> All right. Speaking of, let's read for a moment. And I'm going to share a couple more articles uh, before we, we wrap up. Because we're probably only going to do an hour this morning. So let's have some good vibes. Again, uh, reading, we read, I think, from this yesterday, we're going to read again the words of Jesus. Again, heaven forbid they just give you a book that has the words. You can't do that. But super important stuff. If this is one of the many ways to find, you know, your one. Uh, there's there's all there's many paths to the one true God that right? we know that uh, for me I use Catholicism Judaism Hinduism Buddhism a little Greek uh, polytheism it all kind of mixes together for me maybe for you it's something different but for you know I don't know over a billion something of us we use what the Jewish people would call the way they called it the way up until I don't know hundred something A.D. when talking about this dude. Yeshua, right? So, in from the book of Matthew, Matthew 5, uh, we're going to be Matthew 5, middle of Matthew 22. We love Matthew. Matthew might be, I don't know, it might be my favorite gospel. Do I love the gospel of Matthew? Yeah, because Matthew's Jewish. And so he always writes in the context of Jesus being Jewish. So, very important to remember in your head that, you know, Jesus, not a white guy talking in English, definitely a tan, darker guy talking in Hebrew. Sounds a little bit like Larry David mixed with John Mulaney, not, you know, a preacher. So, uh, but you wouldn't understand that because none of you have actually achieved or, you know, received a religious education. So, uh, so we're here to help you. Matthew 5. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Matthew 5, 17. One of my favorite lines in the New Testament. I don't read much of the New Testament, really more of an Old Testament uh, girl myself. But I do love um, some of the Gospels, Matthew and John in particular. All right. Jesus is Jewish. 
from the line of King David. You don't know that because you don't care. Uh, you know, again, um, we're about to show an article from Perfect Union where they're talking about, you know, white Christianity, as Malcolm X calls it. And I do. I use that phrase. I steal it. A lot of people, when I lived in Memphis, uh, you know, I lived in the Eastern Shore, I lived in some places where people had some interesting ideas about what it meant to be a Christian, um, none of which include reading the Bible. Uh, nobody, nobody reads. Again, you just saw that clip from um, Instagram, from Culture uh, Strike, where the kids can't read. Uh, the kids don't read the Bible either, and neither do you as all. So what is Jesus saying when he says, I am not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it? Well... He's saying that he's a Jew and that the Jewish law, the Old Testament law, while very, very valid and very, very good, it's kind of the law that you would give a child, right? You read the Old Testament, you think, oh, well, this is God's relationship with like a child, maybe a teenager, right? You know, here's 10 rules. Don't don't break them. Be good. Do what I say. If you don't do what I say, something bad's going to happen, right? It's very Old Testament. That's very much how you would treat a five-year-old. Um, you would tell an eight-year-old, don't touch the stove. It's hot. If you touch the stove, your hand will fall off, right? Your hand's not going to fall off, but it could get really burned really badly. So you scare the child and say, don't touch the stove. Don't go near the oven. Don't touch the scissors. That's the Old Testament. Jesus is saying, well, if you understood that you are a divine spiritual being going through an earthly experience and that all of this is kind of an illusion, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it is. So just remember, we are now here to enter the next phase of understanding the law, right? Uh, the law is, I am the Lord thy God that shall have no other gods beside me. Easy to understand if you understand that you will, you know, that you are a spiritual being, that you have a body, but you are not this body. If, however, you are like, you know, the 7 billion people out there who think that they are the body, that you're nothing more than an evolved ape with some electrical impulses going through you, then no, you're not going to understand what Jesus is saying. Uh, you're not going to understand why your thoughts and vibrations create reality around you. You're not going to understand that all of us come from the same source and that we're all brothers and sisters through the one true God. And you're not going to understand that, you know, while physics is great and it explains the world around us, it's not the most important thing. Um, the first and most important thing is that, you know, you love the Lord God with all your heart because there's only one true God. So brings us to the next part of, of this uh, saying from, you know, Matthew. This is Matthew 22, 37 through 40. Thou shalt love the Lord God, the Lord thy God, with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Done, right? If you understood that we are all divine spiritual beings going through an earthly experience, and that all of this shit around you is an illusion, and that all of us are from the same God, and that we're all brothers and sisters, uh, and, and all other genders, God is all genders, you would understand that you would never do anything mean to anybody else. It doesn't mean you can't show them tough love. Again, you got to show your brothers, sisters, children tough love sometimes, but um, you would understand that all of this is God, right? If you look at the Ten Commandments, really, if you understood the first one, the other ten, or the other, not ten, the other nine aren't necessary. If you knew that <laughs> stealing from somebody is bad, you create bad vibrations, and then bad things happen, et cetera, et cetera, you would never steal. 
But you would also understand that stealing is the same thing as covetousness. It's the same thing as cursing somebody. It's the same thing as hurting somebody because the one true God is the only God. There are no other gods but them. Uh, and that we all come down here and we are of that God. So, of course, you would never do anything to anybody else. You would never hurt the planet we live on. You would never hurt each other. You know, you would understand that this is an experience, kind of a giant simulation video game. That you're all here to play it, and we're here to chill the fuck out, and that everything's going to be groovy if you control your vibration. Um, so Jesus understood that, but because he was surrounded by a bunch of dumb, dumb, old school, you know, old cranky Jewish men and women, they didn't understand the thing he was saying. They didn't understand that they were spiritual beings, and that the same God that saved them from Israel now wanted them to kind of grow up and understand that that same God is for everybody, right? Uh, so that's really what Jesus is trying to talk about, and it's important you know it, and we're going to talk about that many days of the week. Good vibrations. And I use that as a segue into this article that I saw from a Perfect Union. They emailed it to us, uh, so I don't know why I can't find it. But it was from a more perfect union. Here we go. And I'm not going to read it because I found it to be uh, not for me. Although I understood the point and I get it. The legal arm of the Christian right has a plan to sink the public school system. Uh, and it talks about folks that, you know, are funding orbs that aren't pro-public education. And you know I talked about this the other day, so I really thought this was interest interesting. Because as much as I care about organizing, unionizing, etc., I think education is sort of the flip side, right? We talk about that all the time. So, um, perfect union. You know, got some recordings uh, from a group that, obviously, they're not a good group. I mean, clearly, uh, there's bad people afoot in some of this. And I watched this. What we see going on with schools is an uncanny parallel to Right. This is how Alliance Defending Freedom thinks about public education system. And the government is trying to usurp the role of parents. They're radical, they're printy, they're not grounded in truth. Religious liberty is not safe in the United States as long as we have the kind of public school system we have. Uh, hard to disagree with Barr on that one, though, right? You know, this is why life is complicated, and I do stories like this. Bill O'Reilly gets a lot of viewers because he stands up and says, hey, the public schools, you know, they're not tolerant of religion. They are vehemently anti-religion. Uh, and I get why, right? I mean, white Christianity, phony, phony white Christianity. I don't even like using Jesus's name in that uh but he knows what I'm talking about, so it's fine. Um, I agree. You know, if you were to go to some... I've, I've lived in random parts of the country, uh, middle of the country. I've lived in, lived in some, you know, not real places, city, city-wise. And I agree that the predominant form of Christianity around there is bad. So I understand um, that you don't want your children being taught, like, God hates the gays and the Jews and the blacks. Um, I would say that's probably what three out of four 
evangelical Christians kind of believe. Like, they don't want to say it, but if they're not part of one of the major churches that have been around for thousands of years and are stable, um, if they're part of some, you know, hinky-jinky church out in nowhere, Phil, where it's just the preacher in the local city of 500 people, yeah, maybe some of their beliefs are a little cuckoo and you don't want them in the school. But, you know, I went to 12 years of schooling where we prayed every day, where God is the foundation of our education. I have received a better education, I think, than you know, I met a lot of public school kids when I went to Cornell. You see my pennant over there. Um, Cornell, kind of a public school in its own way, as we talk about. Uh, so I understand that. Cornell has a lot of public school kids. So when I went to Cornell, you know, I met, finally, for the first time in my life, I mean, not been in private school, I met a bunch of kids that went to like PS 103 in the Bronx or whatever. A bunch of kids who went to great science tech schools, some that linked to like Thomas Jefferson in Northern Virginia. Uh, so I know that there are some excellent public schools out there that teach strong math and science, but I have rarely met an individual who went to a public high school who knows anything about literature, art, history in the way that I learned history, you know, good context. Um, I don't meet any, you know, I've never, I, I rarely meet public school students who understand that that God is the foundation of this life, that they are divine spiritual beings going to an earthly experience, and that none of this is real. Um, and instead, they're taught they're an evolved meatbag. And then when they ask questions about being an evolved meatbag, there aren't always answers because, you know, <laughs> science is real. <laughs> you all don't understand science. I am six-sevenths of an engineer from the best college of engineering in the Ivy League. I can tell you, none of you all know what gravity is. Gravity is not real. Uh, none of you all understand how special or general relativity work. You have no clue. And that just came out about 100-something years ago. So, no, um, I'm not going to, you know, tell you to get God out of the schools. God, God very much needs to be in the school. Love and prayer need to be a part of our education. It was for me. And it is the foundation. It is the singular reason uh, that I was able to achieve you know, and have a great education is because God is the forefront and center of it. So, you know what? Um, I get this article from Perfect Union, but I gotta tell you, I don't really agree 100%. And I do think that if you want to start to engage people in a way where they're pro-worker, pro-labor, um, pro, you know, progressive, right? You need to stop attacking God. Uh, we need to get God back in the schools. So, very unpopular opinion from me so i figured you know if i could share an unpopular opinion and piss people off with it that's what i'm good at so i wanted to do that oh yeah i didn't see that one coming did you <laughs> uh, because i like perfect union i really do more perfect union has some good stuff um and i want to share a good one from them after i just shit on uh them for a while you know they're running a tracker here they're running a great tracker where they're going through elected leaders, kind of like what we do at Little Caesar, right? And they're finding out, you know, what is the statement on these union workers? So uh, it's good to see folks like Representative Haley Stevens saying, you know, unions are the middle class. Love that. Uh, important to see where they're getting support because these are people that you might consider reelecting. And if they don't say anything good about you know, labor and unions, uh, why the fuck would you vote for them? I don't understand why you would. So, 
Um, what is this one? Oh, yeah. Oh, this bozo. You know, one of the life changes I had was when I saw that J.D. Vance wrote that stupid book, Hill Billy Elliot. I read it to watch the movie. Uh, I can't believe this guy's a United States senator. The guy's a bozo. Um, what a bonehead. I can't believe that crappy book <laughs> was nominated for awards. I could have written something better than that. Um, but I want to give, give a big thank you to J.D. Vance. If it weren't for him, I would have never had the courage to do what I did in my own life because I thought, if this shithead can get away with this um, and have a life, man... Maybe I could as well. Um, read the book. It's very easy to read. Reads like something a fourth grader should read. Um, while I understand what he was going for as a central theme in the book, I really think that he doesn't understand what's going on. And uh, he, you know, I love the chapter in the book with chapters in the book where he talks about how he didn't fit in at Yale Law because it is very true. Uh, I can imagine what it's like going to Yale Law and, you know, you're going up in the, you're meeting people at the wine mixer and, and they're like, well, which Ivy did you go to? And trust me, I can imagine it's embarrassing enough if you have to say Cornell University, you're going to get made fun of. Can't imagine saying Ohio State University and, oh, by the way, I graduated when I was, you know, 30 something uh, after a career in the service. I'm sure he got some nasty looks. Um, but also, he got some nasty looks because he, can't write a book and he's a bozo so you know elite education kind of the guardian of something right i i ridiculous read the book watch the movie um <laughs> terrible and, and and it's very bill o'reilly-esque right it, it appealed to the lowest common denominator in people captured them made them feel like oh something was smart but it wasn't it was a piece of shit and i wouldn't um you know you should read it if you want to but uh, the guy's a bozo. I can't believe he's a senator. Uh, even more offensive. I can't believe Yale Law let him in. The number one law school in the country. Um, shocker. <laughs> so two interesting articles from Perfect Union, one of which you didn't expect from me. All right. Well, with that in mind, um, we are going to flip over. Oh, <laughs> We, we do love. Labor allies. So I wanted to share. A labor ally. A good friend of ours. You know we, we share them every day. That we can. And that's Virginia Interfaith. So I wanted to flip over. Share this from our friend uh, Kim. Uh, Kim Bobo, Virginia Interfaith Center for Public Policy. Just a reminder, gotta go vote, gotta go vote. Voting, not hard to do. I voted. I went to Richmond City Hall. I voted the other day. I would not have done it unless Kim had sent me that email saying, go vote. Go vote. And I did vote. I only had, I think, three things on the ballot to vote for. I had one House of Delegates that had a vacancy, one Senate position that had had a vacancy and has been temporarily filled. And then um, because I am in the city of Richmond, uh, I, I voted on the referendum for the casino as well. I will tell you, obviously, I voted 
Uh, I voted for Ray Cousins. Happy to vote for her. I hold tight. Let me share her page. Uh, I'm sure she doesn't remember meeting me, but I've met her a couple times. Um, I really liked. Uh, I really liked that she grew up here in Churchville. You know, we talk about this all the time when we do Little Caesar and we go through. And we're like, hey, is this person from a working class background? Do they understand working people? I'm very happy to report that Ray is from Churchill. Her mom was a Richmond public school teacher. Uh, so, you know, and her dad worked in government. So obviously she she understands what that is. Um, furthermore, because I'm an elite education snob, she went to William & Mary. So, you know, one of the nine colonial colleges... Uh, older than, of course, Cornell University, older than most colleges in America. So a lot of, um, you know, great clout that comes with that. And then went to Howard Law. So, you know, we're always skeptical of lawyers, but, you know, if you're going to go to a law school, goodness, uh, Howard Law, love that too. So historically black college. Uh, this is exactly the kind of demographic profile you want in an elected leader. Um. So I voted for her. And like I said, I met her a few times at some labor events. I was really excited to see somebody coming out to be pro-worker, pro-labor. So, you know, that's me. I don't know. Uh, in the other election for Senate, I wrote in myself because there was only one candidate running. I'm confident that that candidate will win. <laughs> uh but I did. I told you I met that candidate in person. I didn't like him, and so uh, even though I know he's going to win and my vote doesn't matter, I voted for myself because I think that I would do a better job in the Virginia Senate than he would. So there you go. So vote early, vote often. Good reminder from Virginia Interfaith to do that. But with that in mind, it's time to get over. As we do every morning, we are almost done with the House of Delegates. We are so close. But we have to do the Senate. We haven't even done the Senate. Only, um, only I think, 40 senators, right? 100 House Delegate members. So we've got to get them teed up here. So hold tight. We're going to get ready for Little Caesar. All right, and we are back with our first member today, Phil Scott. He goes by Phil. Not been around long, so I, you know, I like that. Big fan of that. I don't know. Uh, you know, we, we like new people. We like keeping it fresh. Very important. Uh, born in 82, so not old at all like that. 
New Jersey, male, Caucasian, Christian. If he, uh, I would say, Liberty University place. That place is not a real college. I'm thoroughly convinced. Uh, so we need to stop electing people from such a ding dong, not real place. Jerry Falwell can't found a college. That's ridiculous. I went to a very illegitimate Ivy League school. Trust me, I know a thing about being a phony university. Cornell is kind of a phony university, but um, gosh, this place doesn't even seem legitimate. After having read that last article, um, you want to go to a traditional Catholic university, I, you know, religious university, I guess Georgetown, but they do a bad job these days, kind of. Uh, but that's very, you know, very suspect. Uh, let's see the legislation. Trespassing provides immunity. Any person after having what? Serve process. Okay, that's silly, but sure. Oh, Lord. Okay, well, I kind of like that. You can't abort a baby based on a disability or sex or ethnicity. I'm, I'm for that. Uh, you know, I don't think you should be able to do that. Um, but, you know, certainly if you have a woman's body and you want to get an abortion, that's up to you. But getting an abortion for sex or ethnicity or disability, that's pretty wicked. Uh, uh oh. Extends from five years to ten years, the period during which you conceal. Yeah! Boom, boom, boom. Bill shooting up the building. Guess he loves the guns. Knew it. Knew it was just a matter of time. Knew it. Uh-oh. Bill is shooting up the place, maybe. What? Military service license. Oh, good grief. What junk. All right. Well, this is pretty junk. Bill, Scott. Um, And then let's go over to VPAP. Let's do all of this in one little chain, right? I love Scott. Only one here. I'm not going to donate. I have no money. Neil Amin fired me for organizing. Okay. Well, the Republican Party. <laughs> Believe it or not, not a lot of money, which is pretty good, uh, all things considered. A lot of small donations, but um, must be a pretty easy to win party. He himself donated $10,000. Power company. Kohanka. Car people. I, one of my best friends growing up in high school, he lived next to the Pohanka family. Pohanka family, you know, they were secretly living parts in Maryland that had Virginia real estate so they could send their kids to school here uh, and influence elections, which is what rich people do. Um, you don't do that because you're poor. So, yeah, that's what they do. Gotta stop them. All right, well, Phil wants to, you know, it's good, some stuff good, most stuff bad. Shame. Uh, Jackie Hope Glass. Jackie, not been around for a long time. Only a couple, only a year or something. So we love that. Love new, fresh faces. Chicago African American non-denominational. I like that. Uh, NAACP. That's a good sign. Uh, Mama's on the block. I like that name. I don't know what that even means, but I like it. Um. Okay. Wow. Oh, wow. It's a name for lemon. Uh, small business owner. Okay. So maybe some good stuff here. Let's see. Let's see what Jackie is sponsored. Fun. I don't quite understand that off the top. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. 
cop, you'd be amazed. So this is so one of the things you don't realize because you you know I love the Supreme Court. Um, thank God for the Warren Court, right? Earl Warren, one of the best people out there. You know, cops can show any kind of fake shit that they want you to do. They can show you fake documents. They can give you fake AI generated whatever. Um, cops can completely deceive you. It is a hundred percent permitted. Uh, so I like I like here that Jackie is like, no, I can't do that for kids. That's bullshit. But that hundred percent, they can do that. Um, at risk student support, love that. Excellent free lunch for kids. Love it. Love it. Love it. Not bad. Um, yeah, it looks like some decent stuff here, so that's okay. Uh, Jackie Glass. Now let's see where your money's coming from. Whew, again, just like the last one, not a ton of money. I mean, relative to some of the money we've seen, uh, not the hugest amount of money, which is good. You like that. All right, who's next? Angelia Williams Gray. Oh, also relatively new. Also, just saying, maybe one of the best pictures we've seen thus far. Okay, just love that outfit. The women and dad had the best pictures. There's no doubt about that. Not a shocker. Not a shocker. Alrighty, but I like that. Relatively new. Describes herself as a female African American. Love that. Uh huh. Real estate. Uh oh. <laughs> Realtors. You gotta be watching out for them. <laughs> All right. Ah, she loves pets. People love pets. I get that. Ooh, I love this. Requires each school board to employ at least one college and career specialized. In each public high school. Yes, 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 and yes. Fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, I like this for pregnant inmates. I love that we treat uh, criminals in this country with no, di no dignity, decency, compassion, or respect. It's a wicked crime. You know, maybe those nutty Christians at Liberty University should fucking read the New Testament. They'd see the corporate works of mercy are in there, but they don't. It's not a real college. <laughs> and there's a lot of them in this shitty house because this is a crummy state. <laughs> it just is. Uh, jury duty. I love that. Love that. Okay. Mm, I like this. Ah, yes. Stopping weirdos from getting guns. All right. Angelia Williams Grave. Great. I mean, truly, there's some really good legislation there. Um, so I love that. See, not that many angels. This is a good website. Meatpath. Good website. Oh, shit. Well, you know, just when you think you like somebody, right? Crap. $181,000 from the power company. <laughs> oh, no. Say it ain't so. Oh, Angela, we love so much of what you had to say, too, and what you're doing. So, you know what? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Hard to turn down that kind of money and not, you know, be beholden to it. I would think. 
All right. AC Cordoza. AC, what have you got for us? Uh, 2022, so we like that. Relatively new. Always a good thing. 89 from the Bronx. Hell yeah. Messianic Judaism Christianity. Oh, I like that. Mm, now you're talking. Um, African American and Hispanic. No, that's great. Yeah, you sound like somebody that might have worked with me at a hotel. That's that's what I'm talking about, right? Uh, cybersecurity. Cool, cool. Love that. Always good to have some nerds around like me. <laughs> Requires appropriations. African American cemeteries. Good. I like that. Uh-huh. English is a second language support. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Yes. Support for the five HBCs in Virginia, Hampton University, Norfolk State University, Virginia State University, Virginia Union University, and Virginia University of Lynchburg. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. We love that. Absolutely. We writing legislation to support and enhance historically black colleges and universities. Love it so much. I don't know about that one. All right, good. All right. Some good legislation. And where's money? Where's that money? Okay. Okay. Well, that's EFA, the power company, but still not a, not a ton. Uh, All right. That's a lot. And then the Republicans back. Yeah, of course, makes sense. But honestly, you know, I don't know. There's some good stuff in there, so not bad. Not the worst I've seen, I'll tell you that. And do we want to stop? We'll stop. What did we do? We did one, two, three, four. Our fifth one. Um, we've got Delegate John A. Ward. Been around for almost 20 years. A long time. <laughs> uh, describes himself as a female African-American from Newport News. We're going to let her slide on the age. But uh, only because, look at this. Look at some of these wonderful things. AFL, CIO, love that. Federation of Teachers, love that. NAACP. Fantastic. American Federation of Teachers. Okay, she's a middle school teacher. So you know what? I don't care that she was born during the Eisenhower administration. Uh, I don't care. Middle school teachers, you want teachers writing legislation. You 100% do. I'm so sorry. I don't know what else to tell you. Teachers absolutely ought to be in the legislation. Uh, the legislature. Okay, well, not a lot of shit there. <laughs> All right. Holy shit. Big money from the power company. Big, 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 big money. Uh, but then AFL-CIO, we like that. So, you know, okay. 
There you have it. There you have it. A mixed bag, as usual, on Little Caesar. Alright. Some good, some not so wonderful. A lot of money from the power company, though, so we always see that. Forgot to throw up our banner. Oh, well. Well, like I said, uh, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Because I do need to get moving on. But uh, before we do that, as always, shameful plug for the Red Derby. Red Derby, which can be found at 14th and Quincy. 14th and Quincy in Washington, D.C. You'll find me there in about seven hours. I shall be there. Let's see what's on their story. Oh, we've got Ben and Roe. We like that. We love Fernet. We ran out of Fernet for a while. We love Fernet. All the regulars drinking Fernet. Oh, Chef Rick. Fantastic. We love Chef Rick. And Aditi getting some tots. We love Aditi. Hopefully Aditi and Ellie and friends were there for trivia last night. We hope that they were. I'm sure that they were. There's Ben with a sweetheart. Ben went to William and Mary in here and down here in Virginia. We just talked about William and Mary. We love that. Um, oh, there's Reese and Russ and Sasha, young little Sasha. Great things, great things. So we love the Red Derby. It's Thursday. Maybe we'll see some music videos tonight. Maybe not. I think Arthur's not in town. So maybe not. But either way, uh, head on over to the Red Derby, 14th and Quincy, 24-7. 365, well, the days that they're open anyway, $3.50 Lucky Pick beers and tequila and whiskey shots. We will see you at the Red Derby. Uh, Grumpy and I, you know, we love you so much. Wishing you the very best. Love and solidarity. And we will see you maybe tomorrow for another quick version from D.C.